Welcome to Death by a Thousand Lyrics, the podcast. We're Amy and Kylie, and we want to say thank you for being here with us. We know how many things are available for you to do. You have lots of options, and you decided to spend your time with us. And that, that is, is such a beautiful thing. thing. Thank you so much. All right, we are back with our second analysis episode of Midnight's. Um, we're going to be talking about Maroon. Yep. Um, I don't have any fun facts for this one, do you? I do have a little bit of stuff to say, yeah. So Maroon debuted at number four on the global Spotify chart with 14.4 million streams, fourth biggest chart debut in history. <laughs> this, um, it's giving that Taylor Swift is, it, if it debuted at fourth and it's the fourth biggest, that means that because Midnight's was the biggest release, I can almost guarantee that one through ten the 10th debut, 10th biggest debut in history is going to be whatever was 10th in Midnight's. 1 through 13 the, is all Taylor. Oh, well then, yeah, it's going to go up to 13. Yeah, 1 through 13 is all Taylor, and it's all all of Midnight's. It's insane. It's like on Spotify specifically is where I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Um, so with this song, apparently it's sampled from King of My Heart. I don't hear it at all. I don't. I, the only reason I would have heard it is when, or I did hear it, is when DJ Raj posted his mashup. Of Maroon and King of My Heart. But for me, I just hear how they sound similar. Yeah. I don't hear the exact sample. Like, there's another song on Midnight's where you can clearly hear that it's sampled. Mm -hmm. This one you can't. Yeah. I hear more of a sample from Lavender Haze and I think he knows than I do here. I don't... I have tried... God, I have tried to force myself to hear it and I just cannot. Yeah, I I don't either. Like, it... it, I don't hear the sampling of it. I... I can understand like, the beat and the the drums, but that's it. I don't. Yeah, that'd I be never like heard it and I to me. It. That's like saying, "Oh, holy ground sample state of grace." Like you can hear the similarities, yeah. but they're not the same. Oh, that's that's a very good point, actually. Did you know? Okay, this is my fun fact for you. <laughs> Did you know that she she gave us these lyrics before, like a month before? Yes. Yeah. So she said in her um, songwriter of the decade, or when she uh, when mm-hmm. she was accepting it, she said talking about her quill print, quill like her different three styles of the way she writes quill, gel, and sparkle pen. So basically, um, basically trying to paint a vivid picture of a situation down to the chipped paint on the doorframe and the incense dust on the vinyl shelf. Yeah. So that's now two lyrics that she has Easter egg for us. We had Mimi at Midnight and that, and, and- then we got Antihero too. We got um, Labyrinth as well in her NYU acceptance speech. Yeah. She says, breathe through, or I mix it up. Breathe yeah. through, breathe deep, breathe something, breathe out. Yeah. Breathe in, breathe through, breathe deep, breathe out. Yeah. She said that in her acceptance speech. And so I own. bet you if we went through, we, we could, could probably find, find one for every, every song. One. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, so I guess we can just... Oh, I do actually have... One fun fact. Okay. Um, I found the British definition for maroon. We all know Joe. British. Brit. Right? He's yeah. A Brit, yeah. Correct. Well, yes. Um, when I first... I'm going to be so confusing through this episode. Because I wrote down some things because at the beginning I thought that this song was kind of Joe and Taylor's relationship. About halfway through I realized it's absolutely not. But... If you were to think of the beginning half, because I, the beginning half still feels like Joe and Taylor to me and I can't shake it. Mm -hmm. The British definition is a firework that makes a loud bang used mainly as a signal or a warning. 
So halfway through, you kind of realize that they're sensing that something in the relationship is wrong. And I think that that could be it. But it's obviously not it because she literally talks about the color red for the entire song, so. Oh, but I like that. No, I really like that. Like a signal that something in the relationship is wrong. So uh, before we get in, before we jump into the lyrics, what do you think this song is about? Um, like I said, up through the first verse, it literally screams Joe. She could have written his name in the song. And I'd be like, yep. But then halfway through, I think that this is much more about her and Harry's relationship than her and Joe's. Because obviously, like, at a point in the song, she literally says, I lost you. She obviously didn't lose Joe. So I... think that's obviously not the only reason why I think it's about Harry, but I genuinely do believe that this is who it's about, and I have, I have my receipts, so. Okay, so yeah, so for me, I don't think that this is a love song whatsoever, like, at all, I think this is. There, it is certainly a sex song, though. I, not, that's So for me, I think that this is, this is a song about a relationship, um, going through the beginning of a relationship, when you're still kind of walking on eggshells Mm -hmm. around each other, and you're, you're still really, really struggling and you're really trying to figure out your communication styles and the way you work through your, like, the first fight or the first argument, all of that stuff. And I think that that in this song, maroon does not mean the color maroon. It means, I think it, it it's both. I think it means the color maroon, but I also think it means the stranded version. Like, mm-hmm. maroon, maroon is a verb also. You can be marooned, you can be marooning someone. That sounds bad. Um, but if you're marooned or marooning someone, it means you're stranding them to an inaccessible place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think that that's what this song is. Do you want to get into the lyrics now? or? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, so, verse one. When the morning came, we were cleaning incense off your vinyl shelf because we lost track of time again. I'm going to pause there. So, obviously, we talked about how she foreshadowed this in her Nashville Songwriter Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I wrote it. So I guess I did actually have fun facts, but I just didn't have them listed as fun facts. Yeah, that's okay. Um, when the morning, so the way I, I see this is, um, we were cleaning incense off your vinyl shelf. It's like, I, I don't actually own incense, but I'm pretty sure you burn incense Mm -hmm. when you, like, when you want someone, I don't know, when you want it to smell nice and, like, you're expecting that. Yeah, it's like a candle. Yeah. It's like, it's like an oil candle, but it's... But it's, like, from what I know, it's, like, a stick that burns. Yeah. So they so burn the burns. entire thing. Yeah. And it just turned into ash. Yep. I think that, I think that that is amazing foreshadowing. Yeah. They started, like, burning this beautiful thing that smells so great, and then they left it for too long, and it just became ash. And, like, she also has nothing. I can't remember what song it is on this album. You're on your own, kid? What? From Sprinkler Splashes to Fireplace Ashes. Ashes, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so I think that's excellent foreshadowing there for just the way that this song is, is going to... I think it's also kind of... This is this is the verse specifically that I think it's about Joe mm-hmm. all the way through the end, but I can see it flip-flop both ways yeah. um, because this is obviously like when they were first seeing each other, um, they're friends, but they, like, they were up all night talking, they got distracted, um... Yeah, I think it's really just as simple as that. And then, like, you know, when you're, like, talking and you're so tired that you literally just, like, pass out mm-hmm. without thinking about it and you, like, you wake up and you're like, oh, when did I even fall asleep? Yeah. I think that's kind of, like, 
what was going on. Yeah, and when she sings, we, because we lost track of time again, clearly this has happened yeah. before. This is not, yeah, this is not the first time that they're doing this. They're, <laughs> I wrote here, what's causing them to lose track of time? Well, yeah, <laughs> I've been saying. Um, and then she says, laughing with my feet in your lap like you were my closest friend. This, this is the biggest lyric that makes me think that it's Joe. about Joe. Because... Call it what you want, lyric video. I also wrote... You're not going to like this, Amy. Oh, no. Is this what was happening on April 9th? April 29th. <laughs> like, you were my closest friend. Oh. Because they were just friends. We were supposed to be just friends. Yep. Hmm. Oh, my God. If we look at it from <laughs> that lens, it's like, because we lost track of time again. Um, she's like, oh my, like, holy shit, do you see the time? Yeah. I should be at home. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote, like, the laughing with my feet in your lap is they're, they're, like, innocently cuddling, and they're, but they're, they are closer than just friends. Oh my god, no, I see this with a totally different perspective now. But it's only this verse, that's the thing. Because then, like, later on in the song, they obviously break up. I have my own, yeah, we, I, like, we can discuss that later, but... Oh, wow. I see this. I can clearly see this song going down two paths. Yeah. I'll talk about it at the end because... I do. So, for myself, I Because I contradict myself. I do actually think this song is about Joe, like, through the entire thing. Um, but... And I can see that. Yeah. I didn't want to... Like, I didn't want to label it of who I thought it was going to be because I know that there's other people who think other things. But yeah. But for me, personally, I do think it is about Joe. And because we lost track of time again, then I take it back. They definitely were having sex. They were just talking. Or, like, like you know but well like, were they because then you get to the next lyrics how'd we end up on the floor anyway you say your roommate's cheap ass screw top rose that's how that is my favorite lyric right there your roommate's cheap ass screw top rose do you know i love the way she sings that so much wine drunk yeah i love is, being wine drunk because you mm, do some frisky stuff exactly why were they on the floor Damn. they didn't fall off the couch <laughs> so when I read this, laughing with your uh, my feet in your lap like you're my closest friend, how do we end up on the floor anyway? Immediately my brain goes to Miss Americana when she's singing "Call It What You Want" for him she's on sitting the guitar. On the floor. She's sitting on the floor. He's filming her in the living room. Clearly, that's not what she's singing about. But that's where my mind goes. Mm -hmm. It's like just this beautiful, innocent moment of like they're laughing together, they're having so much fun, and they're just caught up in their own little world. Well, you know what? That might have been true for um, laughing with my feet in your lap. But I don't think they were sitting innocently on the floor. Be <laughs> I think they. I think there were like they were. They were teetering over some lines. Like we can't go that far because that's blatant physical cheating. I think there's a definite emotional affair happening here. Maybe not a physical one yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> but there is an emotional affair in this first verse. Um. Another thing I wanted to mention, because I'm going to touch on it later in the song, is she says, your roommate's cheap-ass screwtop rosé, that's how, and you're going to love this. That takes me straight back to rosé flowing with your chosen family. Because she chose But also, family. this is where... Oh, no, I'll go... I'll get into that after. Sorry. <laughs> My brain is in so many places with this song that it's actually hard. It's painful for me to read. Okay. Um, so we go into... The course. Oh, well, like, I no. see you every day now. Oh, right. I see you every day now. Yeah. And that that is where it ends for me that it's Joe. 
that just for me reminds me of like what it's like to be in a high school like love like you're so enamored by somebody that it's like I want to see you always all the time please are you free today well I was thinking about it as like I see you every day now like I do see you every day because they're living together oh yeah or I I assume that like they're living together as much as they can like they're obviously both crazy busy people but yeah, so yeah, yeah, I interpreted that a different, a little dip, bit of a different mm-hmm. way, but that's fine. Um, and I chose you, the one I was dancing with, in New York, no shoes, looked up at the sky, and it was. Okay, we have so much to talk about here. I think in this, you can tell, like, the like not from the first verse, but later on you can tell, like, it's a, a rocky relationship. Like you said, it might be a fresh relationship, mm-hmm. might have been a short relationship, Child of divorce kind of relationship. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, but she says, and I chose you. So it's like she's choosing to fight for their relationship instead of starting a new one. Mm-hmm. And I think this is also where I see that it's Joe. Because obviously they did not. there's no way they had an easy relationship for six years. They didn't get into a single big fight. No. Yeah. They didn't almost break up one time. Like mm-hmm. there's just no way. Especially with the kind of work that they both do. Yeah. Um... So I think that's what it was. And this is where I start to switch up because she says, the one I was dancing with in New York, no shoes. I have two lyrics that this goes back to. I'll let you have yours because I know. I know. Thank you. Um, but mine is kind of false God where she says, I'm New York. I still do it for you, babe. Mm-hmm. Which kind of goes back to the, he's also choosing to fight, not fight with her, but like fight the problems with her mm-hmm. and yeah, like stick together yeah yeah so for me when I read this and I chose you for me that's Macella. she yeah. had Calvin and Tom and Joe <laughs> and she picked Joe like she definitely had her moments but she, we know from mastermind 100% it was Joe mm-hmm. from the beginning mm-hmm. Joe was the one that she wanted like she chose him and she's like again like I'm gonna fight for you because I wanted you Mm-hmm. And you want me. The the one I was dancing with in New York. Beautiful fucking lyric parallel for Cornelia Street when she sings, Years ago, we were just inside barefoot in the kitchen. Um, dancing. It's so cute. Yeah, so for me, I read that as this is new. This is Joe. This is the beginning of their relationship because then she says that the, like it becomes religion for them. Um, so that's why this song will be about Joe. Like, no shoes looked up at the sky and it was... And that's also King of My Heart. Like, they're sitting on... They're sitting on the roof looking up at the stars. And from King of My Heart. Um, this is where I have... I don't have them. I didn't go this far. But in 2012, mm-hmm. Taylor was seen at an after party. A One Direction after party. After they had played MSG in New York. She was singing karaoke with Harry Styles. They did the dirty dancing lift. He picked her up in the air, and she was not wearing shoes. Did he really? I I just read that, but I believe it. I had no idea. So Taylor was literally seen in New York dancing with Harry Styles with no shoes on. Huh. So yeah, there's definitely two ways that goes, because she's saying that. That, I was like, oh, whatever, could just be coincidence. I literally wrote it down and erased it. Yeah. But then later on in the song, and I was like, holy shit. Wow. I, did, I had no idea. I honestly thought those photos of them dancing, singing together were edited. 
if I'm being completely honest. Um, also, though, uh, the one I was dancing with in New York also gives me dancing with her hands tied. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because she, like, New York is, that's her home. That's basically where, that's where the two of them met. The ne- Met Gala is in New York. And, yes, Met Gala is in New York. And, like, dancing with her hands tied, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't think we can handle it. And he's like, I can handle it. I can handle us. The burgundy on my t-shirt when you splashed your wine into me, and how the blood rushed into my cheeks, so scarlet it was. The mark they saw on my collarbone, the rest that grew between telephones, the lips I used to call home, so scarlet it was maroon. Okay, I have something to say here. Burgundy, wine, blood, scarlet, mark on my collarbone, rust, lips, scarlet, maroon. Those are all shades of red. Well, I wouldn't say... Mark on my collarbone it is. is a shade of red. Like, yes, it but would it look red, red, but it's not and like a lips, shade of red. But I but I think that she's implying that it is a shade yeah. of red. And your lips become, like, your lips are red. It's a shade of, like, a shade of red. She is so fucking smart. There's so many different uses of the word red. Or mm-hmm. of different tones, shades of red here. So, I also, I wrote that. I highlighted them all. Mm-hmm. And then I said, in the course as a whole, to me, this feels very sexy, Blood rushing to her cheeks, marks on her collarbone, their mm-hmm. lips are red. Taylor is known for wearing red lipstick. Yeah. What made his lips red? If I kissed you right now, my lips wouldn't be red. But if somebody kissed Taylor right now, their lips would probably be red. Ooh. Um Yes, that's good. The mark they saw on her collarbone, likely a hickey. Which, by Very the way, likely. I saw another photo, circa Harry Styles, of Taylor Swift standing on a balcony with literally a mark right on her collarbone. Was it the red tour? I don't know. Okay. Um, the rest between phones, at first I thought this was because they live together, but now it feels more like they just stopped calling each other. Yeah, so... Um, go ahead. And then at the beginning, when she says, when you splash your wine into me, it reminds me so much of Dress, yeah! which is also a sexy song, yeah! where she says, I'm spilling wine in the bathtub, you kiss my face and we're both drunk. Yes, that immediately I thought of that too. Um, so I think here, this my, my interpretation, the repeated use of the word red to me just shows how intense these feelings are because Taylor told us she has an entire album yeah, called Red. She, because um, Taylor said that she believes that, quote, the red emotions are the most powerful. Yeah, exactly. So, and that doesn't mean they're all bad emotions, mm-hmm. but. Good and bad. She, she said that, yeah. that it goes both ways. Yeah, but they're usually, and, but usually the, the ones that you do feel the most intensely are the red emotions from, from her perspective. And mm-hmm. she, so another reason why I don't, there's a few reasons why I don't think this is a good song. Like she said in Daylight, I used to think love would be burning red, but it's golden like daylight. Clearly this is not daylight whatsoever. This is red. This is and her she, red emotions. She these literally are not, pushes it out as much as she can. Yeah, these are not the good emotions. And then the lips I used to call home. Used why? to. Yeah. Past tense. Used to. Like, yeah. why are we not seeing The that? rest that grew. The mark yeah. they saw. It's all past tense. The, like, the rest that grew between telephones, for me, I, I interpret that as Joe lives in London, Taylor lives in New York, or lives in the States. The rest, like, that grew between telephones, like, like you said, we stopped calling each other. They stopped calling. They stopped speaking to each other. So their phones grew dry. Like, nobody, mm-hmm. nobody did anything. Nobody had the effort. Like, there was no effort there on both sides. Yeah. And so I think, like, these, all these different versions of using the word red just show how she's, like, so, she doesn't even know how overwhelmed. to. Overwhelmed. Yeah. So overwhelmed by her emotions. Like, she just, they're so intense and she feels 
then at the end when she says it was marooned, these are such intense emotions. She feels she's the only one experiencing them. That's why she feels marooned. But you can also, like, the British version of maroon that I said, like, this yeah. is a warning. Like, this, I shouldn't feel this overwhelmed. Yeah. It shouldn't feel like this. Yeah. Too. I didn't think of that until just now, but. Um, when the silence came, we were shaking, blind and hazy. How the hell did we lose sight of us again? I think I'm going to keep going. Sobbing with your head in your hands. Ain't that the way shit always ends? So I read this as, like, the quiet after a storm when the silence came, like, after a fight, you don't want to talk. Yeah, it's, it's like, the period of, like, yeah. what do we do now? And then we were shaking blind and hazy. This just screams to me that, like, she's in a blind rage. Like, she's so angry and still so overwhelmed that she's Reactive, just yeah. done. Like, yeah. Not, like, done, but she, like, she cannot be on the topic anymore. I to- No, I totally agree with that. And then she goes into how the hell did we lose sight of us again? Like, I don't think that that was her who said that. I think that was him who said that. Because then, sobbing with your head in my hands, yeah. ain't that the way shit always ends? With your head in your hands, ain't that the way I... shit always ends? For me, I read that as, Taylor's so used to her love, like, falling apart and, mm-hmm. like, just... She's seen this before. Crumbling in front of her, that she's like, isn't that the way this is supposed to end? Are um, we supposed to end in a huge, blind, hazy fight where you're crying, and I'm the one at, to blame, again? I think that he says, how the hell did we lose sight of us again? Sobbing with your head in your hands, and then she's, yeah, thinking. Ain't that, Ain't the, that way the way she always, always ends? Yeah. Um, but I also wrote, like, they've obviously, this is not their first fight. Like, mm-hmm. how the hell did we lose sight of us again? again. Like, this has been happening. Yeah, clearly sobbing. This, like, this this was an emotional discussion or argument or clearly whatever. Clearly it's not, it's not working out. Yeah. For them. And like, I think that's what Taylor is realizing when she's like, Ain't that the way shit always ends? I literally wrote, yes, lol. Well, and I, like, that's, I think, I really, really, really think that this is the beginning of their relationship, like, her and Joe, because, like, you know, we have Delicate, and she's, like, like, is it, I don't know that I want to do this, and we have all of her reputation where she's so, like, I don't think, like, this is my warning, dancing with our hands tied, this is not a good thing that you want to get into, so she's literally looking for any excuse to leave, and he's, like, no, like, I want to be with you, I want to work through this, so she's, like, isn't that the way this ends, like, shouldn't we just cut it off here? I read the rest of the song as a breakup, so I um, <laughs> cannot agree with you there. <laughs> um, because, are we going to move on to the next one? Mm-hmm. So she says, you were standing hollow-eyed in the hallway, carnations you had thought were roses, that's us. I feel you no matter what, the rubies that I gave up. So, in this, I, <clears throat> I read it as feeling empty like he's feeling empty Mm -hmm. you can see the pain in his eyes and she she can acknowledge that yeah but then carnations you had thought were roses this is what really sells it for me yeah is he mistook the carnations for roses he Mm -hmm. made a mistake Mm -hmm. and then taylor says that's us Mm -hmm. taylor mistook him for the one like the one that he's supposed she's supposed to be with okay and which is where i tie it back into the rose flowing because if it would, like, because it would have been fun if you would have been the one. Oh. Like, I think, I'm I'm not putting it beyond her, but I think that those were, like, pretty connected, like. Yeah, no, I, I totally she's literally saying, like, them. carnations you had thought were roses, that's us. Like, he mixed that up. He made a mistake. Yeah. And I think Taylor's literally calling their relationship a mistake. 
Yeah, so I, I, I kind of, I have like a little bit to jump off that for myself, the way I interpret it. So here, like you were standing hollow-eyed in the hall, in the hallway, hollow-eyed, I looked that up and it means you're like, you're very tired. Like, so like your eyes are basically sunk into your body. And so that to me is like, this fight affected him so freaking deeply that he stayed up all night thinking about it, stayed up all night, like, what am I supposed to do? Crying, like crying, journaling, whatever he did about this relationship. And then carnations you had thought were roses that's us he did go get these roses but they were his like apology flowers like you know people bring flowers when it's like I want to apologize I want to say I'm sorry but carnations I honestly think they look like roses but they are the cheaper version of roses like they are they are also used commonly at funerals in Europe in Europe they are used as funeral flowers (gasps) wait yeah no this no pause who else is British? I'm literally talking about Harry Styles. I know. But in... I... Going more it into... It has settled for me. <laughs> going more into the way I think that it is, it's like, um, he's like, I thought, well, I thought they were roses. Like, it's fine. And so then she does say, like, that's us. But it's like, clearly our relationship is less than what we thought it was. Like, yeah. we... We wanted it to be a rose level, like beautiful, like perfect, so elegant, but it's just carnations. We're a cheaper version of what we thought we were going to be. It's not the way that we're, like, it's not working out the way that it is. And she's like, they're, bro, they're funeral flowers. We're dead. Our relationship's dead. And again, I think it just, like, he's like, no, like, I'm fighting for you. I want to fight for you. And she's like, just let me go. Like, let me go. I don't want to be with you mm-hmm. because I can't. Like, I'm too much of a, I'm too, I'm too difficult for you. I'm, I can't do this. Like, just, consistently denying him which we've seen over the years in her music of her saying like I can't be with you this is my warning leave and he just repeatedly says no I'm not gonna leave that's how I interpreted it I can see that but I like and then but there's nowhere else in the song where like brings it back to like a happy place like it ends in a bad place yeah because I think she's just so caught up in the emotion of like I don't think that they were dating at this point yet yeah. I think they were just exploring their relationship. And when she sings, I feel you no matter what, the rubies that I gave up. She's so deeply affected. Like, you, you've been through a breakup in high school when, or like not even high school, a breakup period. You literally can't do anything without mm-hmm. seeing or thinking of them. I, um, when she said, I feel you no matter what. Yeah. It took me straight back to you all over me. Yeah. And, like, that she'll never lose him. Like, the memory will always be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rubies that I gave up. Rubies are the most expensive, valuable gemstone. Whatever it is. It, they are usually, typically, more expensive than diamonds. Did not know that. So, I think that's, like, her acknowledging that she lost something of great value. Yeah. But n- that it didn't really matter not that it didn't matter to her but that like she needed to lose it anyways okay yeah I think the rubies that I gave up was like again she she was said to him like I'm done I like don't she's the one who gave up the relationship not him yeah I don't that's why again I don't think it was him who was like like this was a collective agreement they got into a huge fight she's like I'm too much to deal with oh my god and so she broke it off and he was like I don't really know where to go from here. I want you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I interpreted it. That's my favorite sonically part of the song also. The rubies that I gave up. Um, and then she goes into, And I lost you, the one I was dancing with, in New York, no shoes. Looked up at the sky and it was maroon. Yeah. 
So she does the lyric change again. Yep. Love um, that. Love when she does that. But for me, again, like, this just solidifies that it's Harry Styles. She's saying, like, I fully lost you. And again, like, the dancing with no shoes. Yeah. And it being Harry in New York. Or, like, there being photos of it. Yeah. I think that's what kind of solidified it for me, too. Yeah, so here, it's so funny how we interpret this so differently. Um, so the relationship's clearly on the outs in this. When I lost you, they're done. And she's like, the rubies that I gave up, she gave him up. And now she's like, oh, shit. Like, he's gone. I And so the lyric parallel that I hear for this is, again, from Cornelia Street. I thought you were leading me on. I packed my bags, left Cornelia Street. That's when she's like, see, you're the issue. It's not me. I'm going to leave. And then she lost him and is like, I really actually do want him. And then, again, like, that, for me, ties back into the one I was dancing with in New York, which is the Cornelia Street dancing barefoot in the kitchen Yeah. Um, in that apartment. And this, and I looked up at the sky, and it was maroon. She's all alone again. She has nobody. She's, she's marooned. She's stranded because of the way that she let her emotions take over mm-hmm. the relationship and the feeling. Yeah. Ugh. The only thing I literally struggle so bad with is that there's no, like, good ending to this song. And obviously Taylor and Joe are together. Yeah. And, like, if she's making the relationship sound this bad in this song, there is no way that is the same relationship that's lasted six years. I just think that, like, every relationship has its up and downs. I know that from my own experience with relationships and, like, just clearly from seeing other people's not every relationship is going to be this beautiful thing. Like, everybody goes through their moments and everybody has, especially at the beginning, especially in the state of mind that she was in at this time. Mm-hmm. And from, from what I, like, know from the way she's spoken about it, it's like, I don't think that this does necessarily have a happy ending because she picked this emotion, ran with it, and wrote a song about it because she was so deeply affected by this. Clearly, as she's going through her re-records... And go rereading journals and stuff from that time. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, maybe her and Joe discussed this again. And it was like, oh, my God, we were not in a good place. Some relationships really start off, like, super, super rocky. And they met, I don't know, April-ish, May-ish. Didn't start dating until September. It's a lot of months for her, for them to be like, let's figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that it necessarily has to end well in order to prove that it's about Joe. But, again, that is just my interpretation yeah. of it. Um, and then it's just the regular course, because there was her lyric change, so. Um, then we get to the bridge, and this is my favorite part. It's my, I, it's my favorite lyric, but it's the whole bridge. But it's the same thing, so it's fine. Um, she says, and I wake with your memory over me. That's a real fucking legacy, legacy. Um, and she's in the background, it goes, it was maroon. Um, and I wake with your memory over me. That's a real fucking legacy to leave. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got lots of thoughts about this. This is what kind of confirmed to me that this is like, I don't know. Like, obviously the song is about like a bad relationship, but it sounds like it's a bad relationship with some good sex. <laughs> like, I know, but like, because she says like, and I wake with your memory over me. There's literally only one, like, other than, like... I know you interpreted this as a sex... Like, not full lyrics. song, but no, this part lyrics. for sure. These lyrics you interpret as sex lyrics, I do not, whatsoever. Because, like, I get, like, her his memory probably washed over her, and she was, like, caught up in that and, like, feeling bad, but then she said that's a real fucking legacy to leave, and, like, I wrote. It feels like she's saying their air quotes, love 
was a real fucking legacy. I said, go off, girl. And then I also said, that checks out real good with Harry Styles. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, they do go both ways. I totally understand where you're coming from. And if mm-hmm. I, I can also see it from that lens. Through this, it's like, I like I said, I don't think it's in reference to sex. I think it's like, have you ever been so deeply affected by someone that's like, they are in your thoughts that you literally wake up in the middle of the night thinking about them? Mm-hmm. I think that that's what this is. I think that she's, like, finally realized what happened. Like, she's realized she's pushed him away so far, and now she wakes up and she's like, holy shit, like, he is still with me. Mm -hmm. I still see him every day. I feel him every day because he's not gone. He's washed over me. He's completely taken over me, and that's a real fucking legacy. Nobody's ever done that to me before. He left his legacy on me. He left his mark on me. Like, Mm -hmm. um... You know, that's a lyric from Reputation. I can't remember which exact lyric it is, but he left his mark on me. Like, holy shit. That's insane. Pretty sure it's dress. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's dress, too. <laughs> All of the silence and patience burning and anticipation in my hands. Yeah, that's dress. Um, <laughs> yeah, so for me, that this is not in reference to... Like, yeah, I don't think that their sex life is lacking whatsoever <laughs> because of Reputation. But I do think that this means a lot more than just the sexual reference in it. To me, the the end feels like that's a real fucking legacy to leave. That was a legacy to leave. Mm. Like, it's a memory, yeah, but, and it was, it was a legacy. Yeah. But they left it. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really important to listen to the way she sings this. It sounds very desperate. In my mind. She, that, that's because true. Because the sexiness is the next part, the next chorus. But in here, I think it's just desperation. And she wakes up in the middle of the night, like, desperate for, like, oh, I screwed up. Like, holy man. Like, he really has left his mark on me. I'm so, I had no idea how, mm-hmm. how what the toll he had taken on me was. No idea. And so, like, she's still carrying with him with her. Which is, like, like you said, it's in reference to you all over me. We think of that immediately. Then also clean with your, like, um, your wine-stained dress. Or um, you're still over me like a wine-stained dress. But then I think if you're connecting it like that, she says that I can't wear anymore. Clean is, like, about getting completely rid of something. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, so I... Okay, then I'll scrap that. Right, no, we literally thought that, like, there's so many different ways to look at this song. Yeah. That even, normally when we discuss a song, mm-hmm. we come to, like, a pretty good conclusion and agreement. We are and this on one totals. we just simply cannot. No. Like. <laughs> like, I think we both see each other's perspectives, but we mm-hmm. both agree with our own. Yeah. Like, even when you said, like, she says, that's a real fucking legacy to leave, sounds mm-hmm. desperate. I can totally, totally hear that. But I also feel like it might just sound, like, sad. Like, obviously she's sad that it's over, but she she's left it. Yeah. I don't know. No, I understand that. No, I do. Like, you're right. I'm like, do we need to take a break, listen to it from each other's perspectives, and try to come back? (laughs) We might have to, but, yeah. I also think that we're both simply too headstrong to completely abandon our own views on the song, and... I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna think it's about Joe, you're still gonna think it's about Harry. It's okay. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's just our interpretation. I think if there was any kind of reconciliation at the end of the song you could have changed my mind but the fact that it to me everything just sounds like ending after ending after ending 
And that's why I can't pull it back to think it was Joe because Taylor usually wraps up the story by the end of the song. Like in Cornelia Street. Pack my bags off Cornelia Street. But then she comes back. Yeah. Like you can hear it by the end of the song that she comes back. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm just... I'm... Like she usually wraps things up in a nice neat bow. Yeah. And here there's just... The nice neat bow feels like she says to leave. Like that's something to leave. Yeah, I like I under, I totally I get that. I totally get where you, like I see where you're coming yeah. from. A hundred percent, I see where you're coming from. Like I still, I'll I'll probably take that to my grave. Like yeah, probably. Know, unless she comes out and says Maroon is about Harry Styles, I'll be like, it's about Joe. Finishing up the song, then just the the last part, but just the chorus. I yeah. don't really have m- many notes to say about the words, but I do have notes on the way she sings it. Mm-hmm. Number one. Do you want me to sing it like her? No thanks. It'll probably haunt me. So, number one, Sexy Taylor has been unlocked. Yeah. Immediately. Just like, oh, oh my god. But also, does she sound like a little drunk? That's so funny you say that. I don't think she sounds drunk. I think she sounds tired. Like, you know when you wake, like, you know when you call a guy, and it's like early in the morning, they have like their yeah. sexy, deep, tired voice? Yeah. I think that that's what this is. I think it goes in with like, she just woke up. She can't get over the fact that he like, she woke with her legacy, like, she woke with his memory over her, and she's, like, saying this out loud now in her sleepy, tired voice, and she's just like, I can't handle it. Like, I'm unable mm-hmm. to handle it. Yeah. She's unable to move on. That's how I interpreted this, this part of the song. I'm just gonna really run my, my, my opinion through the wall here. Okay. But at the end, like, you're saying Maroon is abandoned. Yeah. She says, so Scarlet, it was Maroon. It was Maroon. Yeah. It was Maroon. Yeah. It was stranded. The relationship yeah. was stranded. Yeah, it she is stranded, stranded herself. He didn't strand her. She stranded herself. But I think, like, from my point of view, it's, like, the whole thing was stranded. The relationship was stranded. It's done. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I totally see it. But I think, like, she's left him stranded because she left him. And mm-hmm. she's also left herself stranded because she's now like, I don't have this human being that clearly is the one that's supposed to be for me. Yeah. That's, we've never disagreed more on a song. But, ever. like, disagreed, but seeing each other's points yeah, no, so like, clearly. Like, just, just being like, yeah, I totally understand. Like, I could not. see it from your point yeah, of view, same. but I just see it from my point of view more, Better. so that's why I can't. Yeah. But, so funny, we normally always interpret Yeah, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I was thinking the same thing. And, like, the first course, when I was reading it in the light of Joe, mm-hmm. we were like, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, but Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah, so, again, it just shows that there's so many different ways to interpret Taylor's music. Yeah. And it's all in, like, the way that you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's just the lens. Of- so, I think that's all we have to say for yeah. Maroon. That's all we have to say. Like, we haven't been recording for 45 minutes. This is a long one, guys. <laughs> it's a doozy. Thanks for sticking with us. I just stabbed myself in the eye. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll be back with Antihero. Yeah. And hopefully no children screaming in my hallway. See you next time. <laughs>